Good evening, everyone, and welcome. My grandson's living in Harlem. Tonight's class uh, is, is titled is A Dwelling Place in the Lower Realms. We'll see how close you, you can on a personal note, we're going to begin chapter 36, and chapter 36, um, 36 means a lot to me, and I, I am sure that you'll find the same inspiration that I find in it. You all know that Lamed Vav, 36, we also say this, 36, hidden tzaddikim in every generation. 36 hidden tzaddikim, so you may be one of them. Or the person next to you may be one of them, we don't know. How do we know if we're one of them? Well, we'll know after you pass. If you're curious, ask, ask Bruce. <laughs> you know, in preparation for tonight's class, I thought, let's, let's sing a niggin for a moment. Let's sing a niggin and, and, get, in, and uh, get into the mode of learning chapter 36. I think we all know this niggin. If you do, sing along. If you don't, sing along. So chapter 36 oh, welcomes us back from 35 where we share that the ultimate purpose is to do a physical mitzvah to actually give the charity right we may have all the good intentions we may sit for, sit for an hour and in our mind understand the Kabbalistic insights of why giving charity is so holy but if we didn't give the charity we didn't do the deed the deed was not done the action is most important but the question is all we explained previously was if you want to affect the physical world you need the physical action but why do we care about this world who said that God wants this world within itself let me explain let me explain if you want to make yourself look good what do you do well you have to have someone to pick on who's not as good as you right and you, any of you if any of you follow politics right what do you do if you want to if I'm good if I'm good well I can only be good if 
you're, well, this is the way some people think, right? I, for me to be good, you have to be no, there has to be someone that's no good. There was a principal, a new principal, that as he was taking his new job, the previous principal gave him three envelopes. And he says, these three envelopes are your solutions to all your problems. Whenever there's a big crisis, pull one at a time. The first crisis comes, he pulls up the first envelope, and it says, blame the previous principal. <laughs> so he comes out, he says, I got, no, no, it was his, I know what I'm doing, he didn't know what he's doing. Okay. A year later, another crisis happens, and the paper says, say you're restructuring. He comes out, okay, okay, we're going to restructure. Yeah. The third crisis, a year later, it says, prepare a set of three envelopes for the next oh. principal. <laughs> I'm glad you're all laughing. If you've been in it, you'd know this wasn't funny. So how it's do we... True. So how do we know... <laughs> perhaps the reason for creation was to light up the greatness of the higher worlds. Maybe the purpose for this physical world was by making a low world we could appreciate the higher worlds. Where did we get this notion that we are the purpose? We are the lowest of low. There's a whole creation that's higher than us. And where did we get this idea that this physical world is the purpose of it all? Is the pur purpose of it all? The question is clear, Dr. Malov. What's the answer? Um, what does Bereshit mean? Good. Bereshit means what? In the, beginning. In the beginning, God created. So God created the higher worlds at the same time. I was going to say arrogance. Arrogance. Good. Good. We're arrogant, so we think that they're... And they're <laughs> so, well, hopefully that's incorrect. Because I'd like to think that it's not out of arrogance. I'd like to think it's real. How do we know? We all go around saying that Hashem wants us to do the physical mitzvah. He cares about us. He loves us. Yeah, we are quite arrogant. We are quite arrogant. We, the angels, we say we're better than angels. What, what, what arrogant people. So, so let's see. We're now going to learn a very, a one line of the Midrash which this is, this is the purpose of life. It's, it's brought right here. Yeah, yeah, you, you looked ahead. Good, you, 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 were, you were smart. <laughs> All my answers are from ahead. I don't have anything novel. It is, what, it is a well-known rabbinic statement. The Medrash tells us that the purpose of the creation of this world is that the Holy One, blessed is He, desired to have an abode in the lower worlds. That's it. Clear the Medrash Tanchuma in Parshas Naso in next week's Parsha tells us that this is something we always learn in Hebrew, Nis'ava HaKadosh Baruch What's a Ta'ava? Ta'ava Hileinaim, a desire. So Nis'ava HaKadosh Baruch God had a desire, Lihiyos Lo Yisbarech, that He, blessed be He, should have for Himself, Dirab B'Tachtonim, a dwelling place into this world. Now these are crucial worlds. These are crucial words. It does not make sense why God would want the lowest of low for His home. Right? When they pick the place 
When they picked the place for the White House, they didn't look for the slums <laughs> and say, that's where we're going to put the White House. And I'm going to guess, where all of, when all of you looked for your own personal home, you didn't look for the slums either. You looked for at least the best you could afford. Ha. Hashem looked for the slums. He looks for the... But that was his desire. Crucial key point. It was a desire. A desire, we learn, is something that doesn't make sense. It's illogical. Hashem had a desire that in the lowest of low, he should have a dwelling place. So yeah. So this physical world is his desire. Now, we haven't stated though, why, what, in these words that God desired a dwelling place, did, do the words state that this is his focus? Or just that there's a dwelling place we don't yet know where the focus is? That's point A. Point B is, Point B is, what do you mean, a, let's look at the words, Hashem wanted a dwelling place in the lowest of low, but to Hashem there's no lowest of low. Hashem is everywhere. If you say you're in the North Pole, so the lowest of low is the South Pole. But if Hashem is everywhere, so there's no low, there's no high. So what does it mean when the Medrash says Hashem wanted a dwelling place in the lowest of low? Question clear, Shmuel? Yeah, question clear. But surely with him, but surely with Hashem, the distinction of upper and lower has no validity, for he pervades all worlds equally. What does the Medrash mean when it says that Hashem wanted a dwelling place in the lowest of low? There's no low to Hashem. What does low mean? Yes, David. The symbolic and mystical expression of this, uh, without going into uh, Gantz and Megillah on this, is the Mogadot. Okay. The, the As Hashem comes down to us and we go up to Hashem, the symbolic uh, expression of the Mogadot and mystically uh, in Kabbalah is the Mogadot, which is the symbolic representation of what the rabbi is talking about. Can I guess? Please, please. Uh, my, my guess is that it refers to people. People's actions, thoughts. Uh, that's, that's what the world What is. makes people low? If you're going to say lowest of low, animals are lower. Rocks are even lower than, than right? We say there's four domains. It's humans, animals, vegetation, and inanimate. So why would you say the lowest of low is a human? Because, because uh, animals, if they do apparently bad things, it's by it's by instinct. It's by instinct. When people do bad things, it's it's uh, well, yeah, that's right. It's 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 uh, something that they do of their own volition. You can't find an animal with a broken heart. What? You can't find an animal with a broken heart. You can find a human with a broken heart. Well, people have been too, but, you know, so Dr. Malov, I, Dr. Malov is saying that the lowest of low is a human. Are you talking about the, the godly spirit, the evil spirit? What are you talking about within the human here? Well, probably the, uh, the, the Yetzer Hara, the evil spirit. The Yetzer is the lowest of low. Yeah. So, so Dr. Malov is saying that, I, that the Medrash tells us Hashem wants to be inside of you. So it's not a place. It's 
it's within a person. Is that what you're saying? In other words, let's say there's worlds, right? We learned that there's different worlds. But you're saying it's not talking about a world, it's talking about a person. It's talking about the person, the personal being. Well, I, I'm, I'm just wondering if the definition of love. Yeah. And, and the only thing that I can... You know what I, I really appreciate about why you're sharing that? Is we learned previously that the human is the greatest and the lowest in one. Because he has the worst potential and the, and the greatest potential. Mm -hmm. You all know the famous story of Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel told his servant, buy me the best piece of meat. And he bought him tongue. And he tells his servant, do me a favor, go buy the worst piece of meat. And he buys him tongue. So Rabbi Gamliel says, what is this? He says, yeah, your tongue could be the most amazing thing and it could be the worst. Mm -hmm. Depends on what you say. I, very, very appreciated, Dr. Malov. However, I think the challenge if we say it's the person is... What makes a person low if Hashem is still clearly within him? How are you defining low? Um, I'm, I'm listening, Mark. Um, I mean, I, I think. People, there's the potential to do a lot of evil. Right. You know, uh, more than animals could do, more than rocks. Right, could right, do. right, right. <coughs> Absolutely. That's true. We learned that previously. So, I, I mean, I'm not sure what, how else you'd say lower. I mean, I'm not talking about a physical size or anything. Like right, that. right. Yes, Mark. But could low not be associated with evil? Could low be like you have in depression? And your psyche is low. So let's take what you're saying, and that's where Tanya is going to go. Tanya is saying low can't be a place because Hashem is everywhere. Low means the least revelation of godliness. Hashem wants to be in the lowest place. That means the place where there is the least revelation, revelation of godliness. Hashem is everywhere. Darkest, the darkest place. The darkest place yeah. where Hashem is fully there because Hashem is everywhere, but He is least revealed. The least light. Except to... So like Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, right. Yeah. right. Compared, to, compared yeah. to what? I mean, one, one time when they were crossing the City. I mean, the shepherd was very much in heaven, so he was revealed. But, but I mean, but you say on, on Earth in general, he's not revealed. Yeah. But so where where would he be more revealed in the heavens? Absolutely. In the heavens? Absolutely. Let, let me take take David's comment, and then I'll I'll share. Uh, the lowest of the low is when a man, as Hashem's creation, allows the Yetzirah Rod to take over completely to the exclusion of the Yetzirah HaKodesh to the degree that man allows the Yetzirah HaKodesh to ascend and to take prim primacy to that degree man ascends. And so the potential for both is present in man as God's creation. Um, so God dwells in both. It's to the degree that we allow Him to reveal to our inner selves. Mm -hmm. oh. Oh. Like Nazi Germany. Isn't that the darkest? That's where free will comes in. So, so let, me, let me share. 
that for our, our conversation, it's, it's important for us to know, and we're going to talk about this more at length in the chapter, that the world didn't just come into being. Actually, we learn in Rashi. I was trying to tell my students some exciting Rashis that exist, some exciting things. I told them, do you know, and I'm curious if you've heard this before, Rashi tells us clearly that there were giants that fell from heaven. By raise of hand, how many of you have heard previously that there was a period in time where giants fell from heaven onto earth? Or what fell from heaven? Giants. Ah. Big people fell from heaven onto earth. This is a Rashi on the Bible. Rashi on Chumash. Hanifilim hayubarets. Hanifilim. What does Nephilim mean, Dr. Malav, our Hebrew expert? I think it's giants. Or Hanifilim also could come from the word Nathel. The, the people that fell. Oh, oh, yeah. So Rashi also tells us they, they were, before our world, there was another world. Have you, have you heard about the sparks? We've heard about the fallen sparks that fell. What's the, what's the secret of the fallen sparks? Before the Hashem created the current world that we're in, Hashem created another world called the world of Tohu. 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 Tohu vavohu. The first Hashem created a world of Tohu was a world which literally in the words of Kabbalah crashed. And though that world, the crash of the world, those sparks fell. And it's our responsibility, our job, to elevate those sparks. So the creation of the world was a chain of events. We call it Hishtal Shalos. We call it a chain. One of, because the Hashem didn't, we don't have from the Hashem, infinite, the Hashem which has no definition. We don't just have all of a sudden a little egg that comes out of a world. There's a whole chain of events. We have, in the words of Kabbalah, we have the world of Atzilus, of Bria, Yitzira, Asiya, and in each world we have the ten Sefirot, and in each of the ten Sefirot, we have each of the ten Sefirot, and between the different worlds we have curtains, and we have many separations one after another. So, Dr. Malov, you asked, what else are we referring to? Perhaps the purpose of creation was for all those higher worlds. Not this low physical world where there's human beings. Human beings that believe that we are independent beings. I can only say for myself, I wake up in the morning and there's a feeling that I'm alive. It's not like we don't see a rope attached to us that's showing Hashem may be giving every part of our body life. But we don't feel that unless we want to feel it. So, this world, relative to all the higher worlds, is the low, is, has the smallest revelation of godliness. And there was a moment, that was the novelty of the giving of the Torah, or of the city, splitting of the sea, was that Hashem broke that blockage and revealed Himself. Clear? Okay, let's see this inside, this idea that low doesn't mean low in rank, it means low in revelation of godliness. Mm -hmm. Page 30, chapter 36, page 164, left-hand column. The explanation of the matter, however, is as follows. Before the world was created, he was alone, one alone, one and unique, ruling all space in which he created the universe. Before Hashem created the world, 
was Hashem and only Hashem. Nothing else. No world. And it is still the same now. There's still no world. Insofar as he is concerned. Adon Olam Asher Malach the master of the world who ruled before any creation we say Hashem has never changed to Hashem, the world is still not created. He, Hashem never changed. Hashem is in charge of everything. For the change relates only to those who receive His life force and life. Blessed be He. What happened? All of a sudden, there's a world now. So we are, we are one with Hashem. And we are, receive our life force, which they receive through many garments which conceal and obscure his light, blessed be he. So for example, we're looking at the curtains, the curtains are, are an example of a garment. Because the sun is shining strong, but the curtains make the sunlight come much, come much dimmer with, into this world, do you, into this room. Do you remember we discussed last week the example? The, the uh, heretic who asked Rabbi Gamliel, does God have many different shechinas? And he gave the example of the light coming into the room. Well, that's what we have here. We have Hashem. There's only one Hashem. But the more curtains we put in front, the more obscure it's going to be. As is written, For no man shall see me and live. Let's look in the Hebrew. Lo yir'ani ha'adam v'chayv. The Pasuk says, No man shall see me and live. Now here's what's incredible. If we look at the word and live, what does vachai mean? And live, the Hebrew word is vachai, and live. But we could also translate vachai as the angels. Kilo yirani ha'adam, a human won't see me, vachai, and even the angels can't see me. Let's see that inside. As is written, for no man shall see me and live, and as our rabbis of blessed memory has, have explained it, that even angels who are called chayot cannot see him. Even the high angels, the chayot hakodesh, can't see Hashem. Kilo yirani ha'adam, a human can't see vachai, and even the chayot hakodesh can't see Hashem. Hashem. The creation of even the angels was need, necessitated these curtains prior. So now we understand what we mean that Hashem wanted a dwelling place in the lowest. What does low mean? It means the smallest revelation of godliness. And that's kind of what people were, were saying here. Are there any questions at this point? No questions, okay. And now we're going to share this, de this point in more detail. He thought that to the creation of the world necessitated all these different types of curtains. This is the concept of the Hishtal Shalut, downward gradation of the world and their descent, degree by degree. So first we have 
in order for this physical world to come into being from Hashem, which is so, Hashem is everything, and here we're so limited, there was needed many different types of concealments, and here we're going to list some of them. We have descent degree by degree, that means slowly removing a little bit of the godliness, through a multitude of garments which screen the light and life that emanate from him. So the first step would be putting all these curtains in front of the light. Until there was created this material and gross world, the lowest in degree, than which there is none lower in the aspect of concealment of his light, blessed it be he. In this world, we have the smallest revelation of godliness within all of the different creations. A world of doubled and redoubled darkness. This is very strong. You know, we heard from Mark, for example, some stories of different people he saw doing inappropriate or rough things. This world is a world of doubled and redoubled darkness. That's quite a scary statement. So much so that it is full of klipot and the sitra achara, which actually oppose God, saying, I am and there is nothing else besides me. I must share with you a story. There was a child who was making fun of another. Never, you ever heard of such a thing? One child, you've heard of such a thing, I know, I know. I know. One child is making fun of another, but, he, but here's the catch. One child was wearing a nice coat and was making fun of another child wearing a shabby coat. And the principal calls the two children in and he says to the child with the shabby coat, why are you not sharing? And he said, I didn't want to embarrass my friend. What's the story? This child with the shabby coat, previously his parents had been well off. Mm -hmm. And the coat that his friend was wearing mm -hmm. was one that he had given away. Sometimes we take, we'll take the truth and we'll flip it around to the complete opposite. In this world, King Para was able to look up at Moshe and say, I created this world. Hashem created the world. And yet, Paro, this work, in this world, godliness is so concealed, we have the ability to say, we're atheists. We, I don't know, we created ourselves. That's, how could that be? How could we even have, how is that possible that we could be so far from the truth? Because godliness is doubled and redoubled in darkness. Any questions? I'm not challenging and saying you're wrong, but if God has doubled and redoubled in darkness, then why is lighting candles on Shabbos so important in terms of bringing the light of Hashem to our observation? Oh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. What was your question? I'll, I'll get to that. It's just along the same lines, and I only mean this in the very best way, but you said I didn't mean it in a different way. I said okay. it incorrectly. What I meant to say is that godliness, mm -hmm. and to quote, a, this is a world of doubled and redoubled darkness. Okay. When he's, 
Meaning that Hashem is concealed four times over, let's say. Do the angels, uh, do they have a fuller revelation than people do? They have a greater, yes. A greater but not a full. That's what we said here. Even angels can't fully see God. Not fully, but... But they have a much greater revelation than we do. Okay. Yes. So, so, okay. Yes. I have another question. It's a little tangential, but when God was on Mount... When Moshe was on Mount Sinai, yeah. and he was speaking with God, he didn't see him? Because I thought he saw him or something, because when he came down, wasn't his face illuminated? So... Moshe... He didn't see his face. Um, but, like... Did he see we learn Moshe was in a cave and he saw the back of God's neck where the, the, the knot of his tefillin. That's what we learn. That's what we learn. This is in Parshas Ki Sisa Rashi. But he was on the mountain, a cave in the mountain? In a cave. That's what the Torah tells us. So the back of his neck, so God is in the form of... Well, we, well God, is, God appeared in the form of a human. Oh, okay. Well, l let me let me. He's also wearing the tallest. Let me just say a few points to that. Okay. Shortly, number one is we're created in God's image. So saying that God has a that we appear in His image, we're in the image of God. Second, second of all, for us to better understand, Hashem allows us to use the physical body. For example, we say that God used an outstretched hand when He took us out of Egypt. So, so coming back. David had a good point. If this world is a world of doubled and redoubled darkness, so why are we doing Torah and mitzvot? What's the point to light candles? Mm -hmm. so, so this is what God, this is the message the Medrash is telling us. The message is that Hashem wanted the slum. Hashem wanted the lowest of low. Nisava Kadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem wanted Leo Slo Yisparech to be for himself. Dira! A dwelling place, Pitachton. What that means is that God said, I'm going to create the lowest of low, and your job is to make me a comfortable home there. So we need to illuminate the darkness. This, this is where it is. That's why I'm so excited about chapter 36. We, we talk very often, we say the words, but here is the source of this idea. That, that the Hashem wants to live in this. Hashem created the darkest of dark, but this is where He wants to live. Yes. So, doing more mitzvot, does that like, provide more revelation of Hashem? Is that what is that the... Hashem, the, the Torah is our guide, how we bring Hashem here, correct. The Torah is our guide, yeah. So that reveals Hashem. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But we still haven't clarified how all we learned so far is that God wants the lowest of low. But we haven't, we haven't ascertained that the purpose is for the lowest of low. Maybe still Hashem may, wanted the lowest of low to have a comparison for the higher worlds. How do we still know that the higher worlds are not the ultimate purpose, but for them to be illuminated and clarified how great they are, we needed the lower worlds. And here Tanya says something very deep. It took me many years to, of intense study to try and understand it. So I'll try and explain the way I, I understand it. In the higher world, God is concealed. 
In other words, no matter how much you try, even it could be the greatest revelation. The angels, for example, they have tremendous revelation of godliness, but it's not, it's not God's pure energy. It's concealed. In this lowest of low worlds, so in the higher worlds, God is concealed, and you would not create something that's lower than the truth. Why would you want to do that? The novelty of this low world is that God said in this low world you could bring my essence. In this lowest of low you could actually reveal the true and real me. In the higher worlds they don't, we don't have that ability. So Hashem's in His essence is concealed in every world. But the only world that has the ability to reveal His true essence is the lowest of low. Let me say that again. Why not in the higher world? Hashem hasn't given that ability. They can't do mitzvot. You, you, you know the story? This is a story. I must say a story. I must say a story. Then I'll take questions. This is a Shavuot story. A story. It's a Gemara story. The Gemara in, in tractate Shabbos, chapter, uh, page 88, Peiches says, Moshe comes to heaven. You all know this story. Moshe comes to heaven and he wants the Torah. And the angels say, what are you doing? The Torah has been here for the last two, 2,448 years or 4,000. Don't take it. So what does Moshe say? Moshe, so what does God say? God says, Moshe, you need to respond to them. Moshe says, I'm scared they're going to burn me. Hold my holy throne, God says. So Moshe holds, holds the holy throne and he turns to the angels and he says, one second. Let's just go through the Ten Commandments together. I am the, I am the Lord your God who took you out of Egypt. Were you in Egypt? The angels say, no. Um, he says, uh, you need a... Respect your father and mother. Do you have a father and mother? No. Don't kill. You ever wanted to kill anybody? You ever wanted to steal? So only in this world do we, did God give the Torah and mitzvot. That is why we, do, why, that's why we say yisker throughout the year, different times, because people that have passed on, they don't have the ability to do Torah and mitzvot. They're at a standstill. We, on their behalf, can do something special for them. So yes, the only place that, we, that godliness and His essence can be revealed is in this physical world. So yes, I'm, I'm happy to take questions now. God is everywhere. Well, that I know, that I know. But, sorry. Somebody else has some questions. No, actually, I have a similar question in terms of the, you're talking about the higher worlds as plural. Who, who inhabits it? Is that just angels? Is that, if it's for the purpose of the higher world to have a comparison and to understand their purpose or their higher purpose, I'm a little confused with that. So the, I think one of the challenges we have is we're using our physical world to imagine the other world. In other words, we're trying to find Mars or, or, or Pluto. But, but is not the point of studying this and governing ourselves and letting in the Yetzir HaKodesh is to ascend through each step of each level striving toward the um, 
together. And that we can do that in this level, and that is the journey. Isn't that what this teaches? The journey is the essential thing. That's what will get us to the goal, except as long as we understand we will never reach the goal because it is a constant. Well, let me see if I can try and answer both at once. This world is a physical world where, with physical human beings that have, that have desires, etc. In, in simple order, we learn that there are four worlds. There is a world of Atsilos. Atsilos comes from the word Eitzel. It's close to God. It's the highest world close to God. This is a, it's a, not a physical place. It's a sphere where everything is... Com- the godliness is shining so brightly that you feel like you are completely one with God. That's the highest. That's the highest. Because the highest revelation. The highest, that's the world with the highest revelation of godliness. The second world is called the world of Bria. That is the world of creation. Where all the, the, the greatest contraction, the greatest concealment of God is between the world of Atsilos, Eitzel, which is close to God, and Bria, creation. In the world of creation, that is, it's still, it's a spiritual world, but in that world, the idea of a separate entity comes into being. The third world is the world of Yitzira. Yitzira means a form. So not only is there now the idea of a being, but there's even a, a, a glob, forms. Not physical forms, we're talking spiritual forms. And finally, in the world of Yitzira, of Asiya, there's the actual complete form. Within the world of Asiya, there's the spiritual Asiya and the physical Asiya. What this means to you and me is that we could be living here in this world, but not in this... We could be living on this planet, but not in this world. Let me give you an example. If your tzaddikim have a higher dimension, they're able to see through the physical person. They're able to see the spiritual, the spiritual being of the person. So, all, so that means they're on a higher dimension. They're in a different world. We have the ability to be living in this world, but to be actually connecting with a higher world. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You will know the name of the individual and correct my details. A rabbi was so taken with his devotions on Yom Kippur and the Sir HaKodesh entered him to such a great degree that he left his body in a sense. That's Pardon me? I didn't know what he said. At the end. He left his body and ascended. Oh, oh. Let's see if we could read on page 164, the right-hand column. Who am I talking about? Who's the guy? I don't remember. <laughs> but the, I did, the story is valid. Yeah. Clearly, Maybe. Cle- we're what, page 164, right-hand column, bottom paragraph. Clearly, the purpose of the Hishtal Shalot, of this chain of the world and their descent degree by degree, is not for the sake of the higher worlds, 
Because for them, this is a descent from the light of his countenance. The very word olam, what does the word olam mean? It comes from the world, from the word helem, concealment. The word olam, the word world, its root is the word helem, concealment. The moment you have a world, you have concealment of godliness. But the ultimate purpose of creation is this lowest world, for such was his will, blessed be he, that he shall have satisfaction when the sitra achara is subdued and the darkness is turned to light. Hashem has a desire, something we can't understand, that, when, that he'll have a satisfaction when the evil is subdued and darkness is turned into light. So that the divine light of the Ain so blessed is he shall shine forth in the place of the darkness. David asks, why are we lighting candles? Hashem says, my biggest desire is that in this low world I should illuminate through the darkness and Sitra throughout the world all the more strongly and intensely. With the excellence of light emerging from darkness, the greatest light is the light that comes from the darkness alone. And this revelation that we could bring into this world when we do mitzvot is greater than the revelation in the higher worlds. We have the ability in this physical low world to bring godliness in a revealed way more than any other world. Where it shines through garments and in concealment of the countenance. Which screen and conceal the light of the angels. Blessed is he in order that they shall not dissolve out of existence. All the higher worlds, they have a lot of, a lot of concealments to be in existence. But we, in this lowest of worlds, with the dark, a doubled and redoubled darkness, we have the ability, because this is what Hashem wanted, to bring Hashem down here in His pure light. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Let's, let's recap. Every time, in, 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 in short order, every time we do a mitzvah, we are bringing true satisfaction to God. That's His desire. That's what He wants. Imagine your parents said, right? Your parents say, I want you to call me every day. That's going to be the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, right? Hashem is telling, telling us, the greatest thing you could do for me in the world is to bring me down here. And all you need to do is mitzvot. Is to learn Torah and do mitzvot. And there's so many mitzvot to do. It's so easy to do. So easy to do. May we all... Have a wonderful and blessed night. May we all bring God down here in a much more illuminated way. And we, sh and we should receive the Torah and Shavuot this, sun this Mutzay Shabbat and Sunday but with happiness and internally. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rabbi.